You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Hey, everybody. As you've probably heard me plug on Remember the Game, we have a Patreon full of hundreds of extra podcasts. The library over there has gotten massive, so I thought I'd start giving away a free episode every once in a while here on the Remember the Game feed. If you enjoyed this episode and want more of these, subscriptions start at just $2 a month, and you'll get a new expansion pass every Thursday. We also have a gaming news show called Game Patch every Friday, my vlogging podcast, The Rambling Idiot, every Tuesday, and a bi-weekly Simpsons podcast called purple monkey dishwasher that launches on march 6th this episode is expansion pass number 65 my game of the year for every year from 1985 to 2020 this episode originally went live for patreons on june 26 2021 thanks for listening to the show and i hope you enjoyed this free episode of expansion pass let's go What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 65th edition of Remember the Game Expansion Pass. It is one of our Patreon-exclusive weekly podcasts here at Remember the Game Industries. Finally fucking nailed it. Hell yes. Uh, My name is Adam Blank, and if you're hearing my voice or maybe even seeing it right now, at some point you've decided Remember the Game Industries is worthy of at least $2, yens, pounds, rupees, Stanley, nickels, shoot bucks, whatevers, of your hard-earned money, maybe three billion tiddlywinks, because I think tiddlywinks carry a slight monetary value in certain places either way uh man i like tiddlywinks anyways 
Thank you so much for the support. I obviously I appreciate it. Thank you for listening or watching the show. And this week for episode 65, it is one of our exclusive poll winning topic episodes. The last uh, expansion pass of every single month is this, the topic for the last expansion pass of every single month. Pardon me. I've had like three sips of beer while I'm recording this and it's bleh. anyway. The topic this week was decided by people at our junior executive vice president level and up over on Patreon. You guys get to pick the final topic for expansion pass every month. We ran a poll. It was very, very close. It came down to the wire, but the winning topic this week, and obviously the subject, is my game of the year for every year from 1985 until 2021. And I'm not going to lie to you, this was a substantially more beefy undertaking than I expected it to be, Uh, but honestly... It was, it was so, it might be my favorite episode, at least to do the research for. We'll see how it works out in execution, but doing the homework and going over all the games that came out every year from 85 to now was a fucking blast. I had, it was a lot, it took a lot longer than I thought, but this was a great time. It was a great trip down memory lane and then seeing the progression where like, you know, 85, 86, there was only a few games and then to fucking 2018, for example, where there's just tons and tons of games um it was a really good time i did not work any of the listener comments into the episode this week i'll explain why when we get there and just quickly i wanted to point out before we get into your peak past the podcast a couple of topics that you guys suggested that didn't make the patreon poll this month one was biggest plot twists and that's become a regular suggestion from a couple of people every month and i really like that idea a lot um i just don't know how that would work when in an actual podcast form because first of all i don't want games i haven't played spoiled for me and second of all i don't want to spoil games that maybe you guys haven't played for you and if we're doing biggest plot twists it's literally is going to be just a giant smorgasbord of spoiler a spoiler smorgasbord a smorgasboiler smorgaspoiler board smorgaspoor anyway it's gonna be way too many so i don't think we're gonna do that episode and for all of you that have suggested it don't think I'm shitting on your idea. I think it's a fucking awesome idea. But there's just no way to do it without spoiling something for either me or anyone listening. Like if I was a, if I subscribed to a, sh- a podcast and they did an episode like that, I would probably skip it. Not because it doesn't sound fun, but because I'd be worried about finding out that X and Y died or turns out so-and-so was the bad guy the whole time or what have you. And those both reference games that I know would come up in that episode. Some of you might even know exactly what games I'm talking about. So um, thank you for the suggestion, but we are going to sit that one out, even though I think it's awesome. And uh, also someone suggested that we do another Confessions episode because they thought that the last one was so funny thank you very much um that's coming but we're gonna do it in the fall i want to put it like a year from the time we did the confessions episode last year and just kind of make that an annualized episode of expansion pass moving forward so that is coming and then finally the other topic suggestion i wanted to bring up was biggest gaming disappointments just barely lost the poll for the second time in a row a lot of the topics that lose expansion pass polls are eventually going to find their way onto the show i steal a lot of those ideas because i think they're awesome um and we'll definitely do biggest gaming disappointments at some point but i actually think it's fucking hilarious that the topic of biggest gaming disappointments keeps getting disappointed and just coming up short in our poll so i kind of wanted to never win but we're it's so keep suggesting it i'm going to keep putting it on the poll and we'll see how long it can almost win our fucking our expansion pass topic poll because i think it's awesome but thank you for all the topic suggestions we are doing game of the years every year from 85 to this year for this week i think it's going to be a lot of fun and we'll get there in just a minute because as you know part of your patreon perk is a peek past the podcast here to remember the game so if you could just put some sunscreen on and have a quick shower before you get in the pool uh i'll show you what's been happening around remember the game industries this past week maybe use the bathroom before you get in the pool too i never understood why that wasn't 
I never understood the shower because a lot of, I mean, I get in principle why they say have a shower before you get in the pool, but I know lots of people don't. And I know a lot of people that do, they fucking turn the water on, you know, they hit that little, the, the, that like spring loaded fucking lever or whatever, that button that makes the water come down and they get under for like three seconds and then they're like, I'm clean. And then they get in the pool and it's kind of gross. But, uh, I really think that making you use the bathroom before you get in the pool should be one of the signs because fuck, we've all peed in the don't bullshit anyone that's sitting there listening to this right now criticizing me for admitting that i've peed in a pool you are an asshole because you know you've done it too all right anyways this is i didn't expect this to go there so uh i'm not gonna lie to you guys i don't have too much to tell you in the intro this week in your little peek past the podcast is a fucking heat wave everywhere across western north america so you might be able to hear my fan in the background, sorry, I should have mentioned that about four minutes ago when I started recording this. If you can hear it, my apologies. I tried to turn it off so I could record this, but I'm sitting in between three computers in front of a giant window, the one little air conditioning vent that doesn't do much up here, and it is fucking hot. So I would rather the quality of the podcast suffer a little bit than my quality of life suffer a little bit. I think that's really what it comes down to, is I'm putting me ahead of the podcast once again. I take another sip of beer here. So I need the fan on. Maybe you can't hear it. Hopefully you can't. Um, stay cool and stay safe if you were on the west side of North America this week. I'm not sure if this goes right down into like the southern U.S., but I know British Columbia, Alberta. Uh, I know the northern, northwestern U.S., like down in Washington and stuff. It's pretty hot. So uh, stay, stay safe. Stay cool. Stay inside a little bit. Take care of each other. Look out for people that are in distress. Be easy on your dog. Don't fucking make them walk too far in this shit. I feel bad for poor Molly. Because I think she thinks she's getting punished when she doesn't get her normal walks. I just took her for one before we recorded this. And we basically went up and down the street. I was like, dude, it's too hot out here. I'm not doing this to you. So hopefully it gets back to normal soon. I like the heat. For the record, I don't, I want to I wanna clarify. I'm not... Because some Edmontonians complain when it's too cold. They complain when it's too hot. They complain. They complain. I don't hate the cold or the hot extremes because the cold extremes are an excuse to stay inside. And I like a little bit of heat. But I will say that, like... <laughs> it's fucking it's hot we don't get this hot that often like they're saying this could be like a record-breaking week for uh the edmonton region i don't know i think lots of other places too so i'm not complaining but it it whew, just be careful that's all uh what else have i got to tell you guys i finished the yuffie dlc last night for final fantasy 7 remake uh i'm just gonna share a couple of quick thoughts here I, I originally was thinking maybe i would do an episode of expansion pass on it but the whole thing i almost 100 percented it and i think it took me seven and a half hours um and there's like a mini game that you can play. There's only two chapters. There's a mini game in the first chapter, which is fucking awesome. But uh, that if you skip that, then you'd probably beat this in four and a half hours, five hours tops. I just don't think there's enough there to justify its entire episode. So just to give you my really quick thoughts, I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten, seven and a half. Playing as Yuffie is awesome. I really like the way that she handles because much like Tifa, Barrett, Aerith, Cloud, uh, I guess we don't control Red we don't control anybody else in the first one, but, um, you, Yuffie handles differently than all the rest. Just like all, you know, they all have their own unique stylings. Uh, I found her a little bit annoying, but she's like 16, I think in the game, she's a teenager. So she probably is supposed to be a little bit annoying. Uh, but it was good. It, it actually really had me just foaming at the mouth to play final fantasy seven remake again. Now that I've got the PS five upgrade, I may, I don't have time to do that, but I might do it anyways at some point. So anyway, if you're on the fence about it, I, I bought it. I think it was 25 bucks Canadian for the DLC. I don't feel ripped off, but I would also, now that I've done it, I would wait for a sale on it. So if you have not bought it yet and you want to play it, 
I would just recommend waiting until it goes on maybe, you know, five or 10 bucks off, then pick it up. Also keep in mind, they don't teach you fucking anything. Like when I fired it up, they're like, yo, you, we are assuming that you have played Final Fantasy VII Remake and you know how the combat and stuff works. And so in the early going, I was struggling because I haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake since it came out last April. So it was, it took me, um, took me a good half an hour and you know a dozen fights or so to kind of just get the gameplay mechanics back down but once i did i was like oh yeah this final fantasy 7 god i love final fantasy 7 remake so uh those are my quick thoughts like i say seven seven and a half out of ten it was it was fine um new new story content kind of i don't entirely understand what's happening in it but i'm sure it'll make sense down the road uh, i also picked up mario golf super rush yesterday being friday uh, I have not had a chance to play it yet as of Saturday, but I will probably have played it by the time you hear this, which will be Sunday. But I have, I have not turned it on yet. I'm um, looking forward to it, though. I think we're probably going to do a review of that coming up. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup final. Fuck, 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 yeah. They won on Friday to book a trip to the, or pardon me, they won on Thursday. Thursday? Thursday? Yes, they won on Thursday, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning won on Friday, so it is Montreal versus Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final, which start on Monday. And I am excited like you can't fucking believe. Uh... That was why a couple of streams got canceled last week. Um, I was busy with Shaylee, and also I really wanted to watch. I'm not going to miss. I am not missing. They have not been to, this, to the finals since 1993. I'm not fucking missing a game of this. Uh, but they start on Monday. They don't, to the best of my knowledge, they don't play Tuesday. I can't imagine they're playing back-to-back. So Tetris Tuesday will happen this upcoming week, um, which would be what, the 29th? Yes. And uh, I'm going to apologize a little bit for the lack of streams, but I knew this was coming, and I, that's why I kind of said I, I wanted people to stop. You know, I'm getting rid of the subs and stuff like that. I'm just going to stream when I want to stream now. And uh, I, I was planning to stream on Saturday being the day I'm recording this. But as I'm recording these words right now, it's just after 1 o'clock. It is usually when I would go live to stream on Twitch. And I just finally am sitting down to actually record this podcast. And I have to edit it. And then quite frankly, like I'm looking at my computer. It says it's 30 degrees outside right now, and uh, which is hot. And I just my deck is in the shade until about 5 p.m. And so I'd really like to spend a little bit of time on my deck. I'm just going to read a book. Maybe drink another one of these wobbly pops that are quite delicious and just enjoy the sun. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. But I'm in here recording this first before I go sit out there and drink my beer, even though I would like to be sitting out there drinking my beer because, God damn it, I care. I'm contractually obligated, and I'm really excited for this episode. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I don't really have much else. It's, oh, yeah, um, next week's expansion pass, I'm probably going to review Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. It'll be the same as most of my other modern game reviews. It'll be spoiler-free, and then I'll probably throw a short spoiler, spoiler cast in at the end. Uh, but that's probably going to be episode 66, which will go live a week from the day you hear this. If you hear this, the day that this went live, which is a week before the Ratchet and Clank. Anyway, you get it. All right. Good enough. Uh, let's get this thing started. I'm going to queue up some music. There it is. And when the music stops, I will hit you with my game of the year for every year from 1985 to 2021. Holy fuck. Let's go. Okay, so a few house cleaning, housekeeping, whatever, a few little guidelines before we get into this. First and foremost, I'm 100% sure I'm going to miss something. There's going to be a year where there's going to be a game that I forgot and I was like, God damn it, how did I not think of X and put it in there, all right? So I did the best I could. I need to give a shout out to Gamicus. 
Gamicus.fandom.com. G-A-M-I-C-U-S dot fandom.com because they have a list of like every game that came out from every year. And that was where I went. And they, they were missing some. I noticed a few that were missing. Um especially once you get into the last 10 years or so where there's just so many fucking games coming out but it was a godsend it took hours to do this episode because i mean even if you don't count 2021 because i mean i'm going to tell you what my tentative game of the year for 2021 is but as of right now it's june 26th as there's half a year to go we know a, a much most of the bulk of this year is coming in the last half of the year so i can't imagine that i can pick my game of the year for the year yet but even if you count 2021 out that's still 35 years 1985, I guess 36, because 1985 would count as a year, right? 85, 86, 79, Yeah, anyway, that's like over three, three, uh, it's almost three dozen, almost three dozen. Don't drink beer with you podcast. I've had like three sips of beer. It's like 35, 36 game of the years. And so to go back through all those years and find all those games was a lot. So this took a long time to get ready for, which is why I'm not reading comments this week. Um, you guys know that most weeks I love to read listener comments and mix them into the show. I did not add them this week because I just don't know how I would have done it. Like, what would I have done? Gone on the Patreon and been like, what are all your games of the year for every year for the last fucking 35 years? And then wrecks them all in. Um, I had thought about splitting this into like decades and that way I could read people's comments and stuff. But this was the topic that won. I think this is going to play well because, quite frankly, I'm only going to spend a minute or two per year. And we're going to, and what I, and I'm, and I have a reason for that. I'll get there in just a minute. Um, but I'm only going to spend a minute or two per year and rip through every single year. So I do think that maybe in the future, we were talking about this on our Discord this week. I will probably dedicate some episodes of Expansion Pass to either specific years or like the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. And we'll pick like the best games and let people. Th- so I'll give everyone a chance to do it at some point down the road. Uh, another point I wanted to make is if these picks contradict any of my previous ranking episodes, like maybe I ranked Game Y ahead of Game X on my favorite games list of a certain console, but then I picked Game Y or Game X instead as my game of the year. Uh, there's no room for logic here at Remember the Game Industries. There's no continuity here. This is like, you know how in The Simpsons, Homer seems to have a new job every week, but then the next week he's back at the power plant? That's what we are here, which I'm never going to age. I'm always going to be 10 years old. Maggie will never talk, and my rankings will never make sense. So just for the record, all right? Um, And if I didn't play it when it came out, but I have played it since, it counts for the year that it came out in. Like, And there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, just argument's sake, and it actually don't... I can't remember if it won my game of the year that year or not, but Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I fucking love that game. I didn't play that game until last year. But whatever year it is that it came out, which we'll get to when we get to that year in the con- in the chronological order, it's a contender for that because it was coming out in that year. I can't remember when I played stuff. So, uh, yeah. And finally... Um, in the last couple of years, when I actually started awarding a game of the year on the podcast, it just went to the game that I liked the most. So I think that's what this is going to be. It's not going to necessarily be the best game of the year. It's just going to be the game that I liked the most. If I had given, if Little Adam had given a game of the year in 1992, this is the game that would have won it. And I'm not counting games I didn't play. Okay, so just for uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, those games won tons of game of the year awards. I haven't played them. So they're not, they're not, um in the running for my game of the year titles for those individual years okay so okay so i'm only gonna spend a minute or two per per year and the reason i'm doing it that way 
is I think it's going to be a lot of fun for everyone else to see it too. As I was working on my notes for this, like when I started in 1985 and 1986, I really only had like one or two games to pick from. And then you just see the growth of this business and how many games started popping up. And I really want to kind of rifle through so that it's, it's got that flip book um, effect where you see like the, the, the way the hobby grew from this little seed into this giant fucking forest of video games that it's become now. So, uh, so we're going to rip through these. All right. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And as you picked, we are starting in the year 1985, which was frankly the easy. Well, no, it was, it was the easiest one of any. Oh yeah. Sorry. I should have pointed out too. Uh, we're going by the North American release dates, not, not, not like a lot of, particularly like a lot of Nintendo games came out in Japan before they came to North America. So, uh, if a game came out in like, you know, 1994 in Japan and the 1995 in North America, then it counts for my 1995 game of the year. Cause I wasn't playing video games in Japan. All right. Just, okay, let's go. 1985. This was easily the fucking, probably this mo- the most, ba- the, the easiest one of all It's Super Mario brothers. For the NES. I don't even really see anything else that I'm going to put on my contenders list. As you're going to see as we get further into the years, I've got four, five, six, maybe the odd year where I have like seven games that are like in the hunt for the title. But the first few are quite simple. 1985, Super Mario Brothers. We just covered this on episode 150. I jerked all over this game. I will continue to jerk off all over this game. Super Mario Brothers. Um, 1986 was pretty fucking sparse. This was actually one of the hardest years. Probably the worst game of the year I'm going to pick. There was not a lot here. There were some big drops in Japan, but they didn't come to North America. So, uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I really did look at the list to be like, am I sure this is what I want my 1986 game of the year to be? But my game of the year for 1986 is Bloom Fight for the NES. And before you like, oh, fuck you. If you haven't played Bloom Fight, fucking play that game. That game is surprisingly fun. I played the shit out of that game when I was a kid. I fucking love Bloom Fight. Maybe it'll get an episode to remember the game someday and I'll give it like a fucking nine out of 10 just to irk a bunch of people that hate on balloon fight. I think, I think ice climbers was in that year too. I don't remember. I really like ice climbers too, but even if it wasn't that year, 1986 balloon fight. Uh, now 1987, this was the first year where there was some competition and admittedly it just came down to two games, two NES games. Uh, it was the original mega man or the original legend of Zelda. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck, because those are both really good games. But the simple fact of the matter is Mega Man 1, well, still a great game and very playable today, I don't find as enjoyable as I find the original Legend of Zelda. So, uh, yeah, 1987 game of the year goes to the one that kicked off one of the most iconic, fran- I guess they both kicked off the most iconic franchises, franchises, at least in my books. But my game of the year for 1987 the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. Now, 1988, this is where it started to get good because now already here, uh, I went from 1985, I only had one game. 1986, I had one game. 1987, I had two games. 1988, now I've got four that are all contenders for my game of the year. All NES games, Bubble Bobble, Con- <clears throat> there's my one voice crack, Bubble Bobble, Contra, RC Pro-Am, Super Mario Brothers 2, and not the Lost Levels because we didn't get that back then. The Super Mario Brothers 2 with Toad and Princess, the freak games. And I feel like depending on my mood, any of these four games could become my 1988 game of the year. That sounds so funny to say. Um, but you can see the NES is starting to hit its stride here. Uh, I love all four of them. I I, I think I got to go with Mario Brothers 2, though. I mean, I like Bubble Bobble. I like Super C more than Contra. I love RC Pro-Am. You know what? RC Pro-Am is probably the runner-up. The problem with RC Pro-Am, for anyone that's played it, that yellow car 
fucked it out of a game of the year. Yeah, speed your way to that. And anyone that's played it knows exactly what I'm fucking talking about. So my 1988 game of the year is Super Mario Brothers 2 for the NES. Uh, 1989. Listen to these nominees for 19. 19- this was like, to me, this is the first year that I was like, wow. Uh, a Boy in His Blob, which admittedly is not going to win. Uh, Batman for the NES. Mega Man 2 for the NES. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. Tetris for the Game Boy. Oh. And it comes down to Tetris and Mega Man 2. And I, 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 fuck. I can't not give my 1989 Game of the Year to Tetris on the Game Boy. I can't not give it to Game, to, to, to Tetris on the Game Boy. It's, it's, ah, and fucking Mega Man is a two-time runner-up. And it's only been four years of my awards so far. But I'm not giving out awards based on like, well, it could have won a couple years ago, so I'll give it to him this year. This isn't like the Oscars or one of those awards where people eventually get their due. I'm just taking a sip here. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Tetris for the for the Game Boy is, uh, what the fuck? My phone's ringing. I hope you guys can't hear that. I'm not answering. I don't even know who that is. I'm not answering that. I don't answer my phone even when I do know who it is. Anyway, it's uh, 4206881. If that's one of you guys, I'm not answering your phone. Uh, Okay, 1989 winner, Tetris for the Game Boy. Mega Man, two-time runner-up already. 1990. Here, now again, much like 89, you can see where the NES, like that trajectory is just, now the NES is fucking on just balls to the wall. It is flying. Listen to the list of nominees for my 1990 Game of the Year. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Dr. Mario, DuckTales, Mega Man 3, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super C, or Super Contra, 
Wow. And like, you can see how the quality is improving already. And that's, that's why I wanted to do this year by year by year and only take a minute or two per year. You can just see the evolution of gaming and like, dude, what a year, 1990. That's like six fucking Chippendale, DuckTales, Dr. Mario, Mega Man 3, Super Mario 3, Super C. That's six of my favorite NES games of all time. All in 12 months. I can eliminate Chippendale. I can eliminate DuckTales. I can reluctantly eliminate Super C. And as my, I love Dr. Mario. I put Dr. Mario half a tier under Tetris. I love Dr. Mario. But I can't, in all good conscience, put Dr. Mario ahead of Mario 3 or Me- Mega Man 3. I gotta... Mm, I'm gonna go Mega Man 3. Um, it's, I, I think Super Mario Bros. 3 might be a little bit better game. But if I could only play one of these games for the rest of my life, it would be Mega Man 3. I... I've said it many times. I think Mega Man 3 is one of the... I mean, Super Mario 3 is one of the best Marios. Mega Man 3 is one of the best Mega Man... It's... This was hard. I'm going to go with Mega Man 3. This is how I'm sure a lot of you feel when you play Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1. I want to give both of them Game of the Year, but I fucking can't do it. So, Mega Man 3. Uh, 1991. I think most of you that know your gaming history know what game is going to be my Game of the Year for 91. I just wanted to quickly list off a few of the honorable mentions. F-Zero... Final Fantasy 2 for the Super Nintendo, Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo, Toe Jam and Earl, my first Sega nod, fucking rights, and I'm so proud that it's Toe Jam and Earl, and I, I mean, ah, out of those four, Final Fantasy 2 would probably be my game of the year, but that means that the Super Nintendo is out, and if the Super Nintendo is out, there's a little game called Super Mario World, and this was the easiest one of all, despite the fact that it had some stacked competition from some games that I really love. Super Mario World is my game of the year for 1991. It's my game of eternity, I think. So, oh, I fucking... Yeah, I don't, you, there's not, you guys know exactly how I feel about Super Mario World. 1992. Now it's starting to get funky because now we have the NES. We have the SNES. We have Sega Genesis. And we've got the Game Boy. All fucking contending for these spots. Uh, just because I know some people will point it out if I don't, Echo the Dolphin came out in 1992. Not a contender for my game of the year. Maybe my shit of the year. Maybe. Uh, but my contenders for game of the year 1992. Kirby's Dream Land for the Game Boy. Uh, Mega Man 4 for the NES. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And honestly, until these last two games came up, I think I probably would have given my 92 game of the year to Sonic the Hedgehog number 2. But Super Mario Kart... The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And you can be the most diehard Sega fan in the world. I guess maybe if you're the most diehard Sega fan in the world, then you're going to give it to, to Sonic 2. I like Sonic 2, but it's, it has to be Link to the Past. has to be. It's my favorite Zelda game ever. I fucking love that game. Uh, but honorable mentions to both Super Mario Kart and Sonic 2. To be honest, I would, I would probably put Sonic 2 as my number two game of the year for 92. After Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I really do have a... I've really grown to... I don't think his games are perfect. But boy, I have a... I have a, such a soft spot in my heart for Sonic the Hedgehog. And I think I agree with most people that until Sonic Mania, Sonic 2 might be the best Sonic game. But it doesn't matter. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is fucking... <laughs> might be my number two Super Nintendo. It's... I mean, it's... I don't know. It's right there. I love... I love... Anyway. I'm not going to say what my... I've already ranked my Super Nintendo games. You can go back and listen to that episode of Expansion Pass if you want. But Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, is my game of the year for 1992. 1993. I gotta be honest with you guys, not a banner year 
for the Super Nintendo, which surprises me a little bit. My contenders for my 1993 game of the year are Doom for PC, of all places, Kirby's Adventure for the NES, Shining Force for the Sega Genesis, Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis, and Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Um, This is a historic year for me, 1993, uh, because my game of the year is a toss-up between two Sega games, Shining Force, Streets of Rage 2, followed by probably Doom on PC. What the fuck? Oh, little little 1993 Adam, 9, 10-year-old Adam would just be like, dude, what the fuck, Sega games and computer games? But it's true. Um, yeah, my 93 game of the year has, has got to be Streets of Rage 2. That fucking God, that game is so fucking good so i i might have bet money coming into this that a sega game would not win one of my game of the years but it fucking did it shout out to streets of rage 2 my 93 game of the year uh 1994 now when i went through the list of games that came out every year there I, I found them in alphabetical on that order on that website and i get through the a's the b's the c's nothing jumps off the page i see lots of games that i like but i'm only putting games on the list that i would legitimately maybe even give a hint of consideration to being my game of the year a b c d and on d for 1994 donkey kong country pops up and i see that i type it into my computer and i'm like everything else that comes out is going to be incredibly hard pressed to beat donkey kong country then in the m's we get mega man x that's my favorite Mega Man game of all time. Then in the S's, we get Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which I actually think is a really cool combination. I've always thought that was like the coolest combination. Then we get Super Metroid. Then we get Super Punch-Out! And I was like, holy fuck! That's four of my favorite games of all time. Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Super Metroid, and Super Punch-Out! Plus Sonic and Knuckles, which I've always had this weird fetish for with the lock-on technology. Um, I actually had to think about this one for a minute when I was working on my notes. It fucking rips my heart out to not name Mega Man X, Super Metroid, or Super Punch-Out my game of the year for 94. It's It has to be Donkey Kong Country, though. Has to be. I Maybe my favorite platformer ever that's not Mario. I, I, I love Donkey Kong Country, so it has to be my game for 94. 1995! is all Super Nintendo again. This is, we are right in the fucking pocket of the Super Nintendo's glory years here. Listen to these contenders. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, Earthbound, Mega Man 7, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Whew. Based on 1994 and now 1995, listen to those, like, did you hear those? Like, fuck me. Those are eight of my favorite Super Nintendo games. All eight, eight of my top 20 from that list I did where I, where I write my top 20 SNES games. And they all came out within 24 months. Imagine eight of your favorite games of all time coming out in the span of two years. Um, today. Like imagine between now and the summer of 2023, eight of your favorite games of all time. Not eight games you like. Eight of your legitimate favorite games ever fucking come out. That's, whew, Christ. So, I got to pick a game of the year out of this. I probably put Mega Man 7 at number four. I do like, I love Mega Man 7, but I like Yoshi's Island, Earthbound, and Donkey Kong Country 2 better. I think my favorite game of those three is Earthbound. I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best game of those three. Yeah, I think, 
I think my game of the year. Fuck. I yeah, I'm gonna go with Donkey Kong Country too. Diddy's Conquest. So that's back to back Donkey Kong Country wins. But I mean, I, I Donkey Kong Country two is probably better than Donkey Kong Country, and Donkey Kong Country was a game of the year. So what an incredible pair of games, man. But just shout out to Yoshi's Island, Earthbound, and Mega Man Seven. I love all of those games. So now we're into 1996. Now things start getting a little bit more funky because there's a couple more consoles on the table. We still have Super Nintendo games. Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Kirby Superstar are all contenders for my 96 game of the year. PlayStation has popped up with Resident Evil and Crash Bandicoot, both contenders for my 96 game of the year. And then Nintendo 64 comes along with a little game called Super Mario 64, Wow! Like, do you see how much harder it's? Listen, that's 1996. Ten years ago, in 1986, my game of the year was Balloon Fight. Now it's Crash Bandicoot, Donkey Kong Country 3, Resident Evil, Mario 64, Mario RPG. Holy Christ. These three years, 94 through 96, have me wanting to just dedicate an episode of Expansion Pass to each of those three years. This is why I think the 90s were the golden age of gaming. So many great games. So what's my game? Donkey Kong Country 3 is out. Kirby Superstar is out. Crash Bandicoot is out. Oh, Resident Evil reluctantly is out. It's Mario RPG or Mario 64. And prior to replaying Mario 64 on Mario All-Stars, it would have been Mario RPG without even thinking twice about it. But I just don't think I can not give, I can't not give Game of the Year 1996 to Super Mario 64. I can't. I, ah, yeah, that's, yeah, fuck. I'm sorry, Mario RPG, but Mario 64 is my 1996 game of the year. Uh, now, 1997, this is where the list of notable games that I have not played started getting a little longer. Castlevania Symphony of the Night popped up. Diddy Kong Racing popped up. Command and Conquer popped up. They're not contenders on my list because I'm sticking to games that I have played, but I'm starting to see more and more games now where I was like, I wasn't keeping up. I wasn't playing all the big gems, right? Uh, my contenders, honestly, like I only have three contenders out of 1997. They're just three beasts. And that's Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye 007, then Final Fantasy 7 for the PS1. Uh, those are the notable ones. God bless GoldenEye. I love GoldenEye as much as the next person, but my game of the year is either Final Fantasy 7 or Mario Kart 64. I feel like I like Final Fantasy 7 a little less now than I did in 1997, but I was really into this game when it came out. I remember buying the game in magazines up to its release and and reading about it and then reading about whether or not you could revive a certain character, which you all know who it is, uh, when they died and and all the like all the crazy rumors floating around on the internet about Final Fantasy. Like we just spent so many hours, me and my friend Mike, fucking around with Final Fantasy VII and playing with materia combinations and seeing what we could find. And I think it's a little overrated by today's standards, but I yeah, I gotta yeah, my game of the year for 97 has got to be Final Fantasy VII. I, I, I have to give it to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, 1998. Listen to this fucking lineup, guys. Like, And every year after this, like they just get so much harder. 98 is... This might be as stacked of, like... This might be as stacked of year as there's been for contenders for this. Banjo-Kazooie. Metal Gear Solid. Pokemon Blue and Red. Resident Evil 2, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, WCW NWO Revenge. That's six fucking... Jesus. Now, I know The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is a runaway pick for a lot of people. 
It's not for me. I respect it, but you all know I don't love that game. So it's out. Revenge is out. Banjo-Kazooie's out. Comes down to Pokemon, Metal Gear Solid, or Resident Evil 2, I think. I just don't know how I can't give Game of the Year to Pokemon. I, yeah. I mean, I may not love the series as much as some people do these days, but anyone that grew up with Pokemon Red and Blue, like, you know how special that era was, right? So, yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue is my night. And, dude, shout out to Pokemon Red and Blue because that's a Game Boy game competing with PlayStation and Nintendo 64 in 1998. That's fucking pretty incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Pokemon Red and Blue. Um... Two RPGs in a row, Final Fantasy VII and then Pokemon Red and Blue. I I would have never guessed two RPGs in a row would win my games of the year. Uh, 1999, honestly not quite as stacked as 98. I'm really at this point looking at the list of games that came out, starting to realize how many games I didn't play and how many games I still have to play to catch up. And it's fucking a little bit intimidating, but also awesome to know how many big games are out there. Listen to this, PlayStation PC, Nintendo 64, and fucking Dreamcast are all represented here. Final Fantasy VIII. Shut up. I know some of you hate it. I like that game. Mario Party. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Sonic Adventure. WWF WrestleMania 2000. Maybe Hell is Frozen Over. This is probably the only PC game that even had a chance at one of my awards. My 1999 game of the year, actually not even that hard a pick, is Roller Coaster Tycoon. I played so fucking much. We did an episode of Remember the Game about this in like the 30s, I think. Um, I adore this fucking game. So uh, to this day, I love the original Roller Coaster Tycoon. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else on that list I could put ahead of Roller Coaster. 1999, Roller Coaster Tycoon. The year 2000, right at the tail end of the original PlayStation of the X, or pardon me, of the Nintendo 64. And you are getting some bangers. Listen to these four games. There was only four I even considered, but these four are so far ahead of them. Final Fantasy IX, ahead of everybody else, pardon me. Final Fantasy IX, Perfect Dark, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, WWF No Mercy. It's it's like a tag team match because you have Final Fantasy IX and Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the PlayStation versus Perfect Dark and No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. And I know some of you played Tony Hawk on the 64. PlayStation version's better. Fight me, all right? I think this one comes down to Tony Hawk and No Mercy. And as much as I like Perfect Dark and Final Fantasy Nine, it comes down to Tony Hawk and No Mercy. And I, I'll tell you guys, like I wanted to give my 2000 game of the year to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 so bad. And because I was going alphabetical and I hit the T's, I see Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and I'm like, oh, it's a lock. W comes after T and then WWF No Mercy came up. And I was like, ah, I was like 16. I turned 17 in the year 2000. And most of that calendar year I spent playing these two games like I really want to make it a tie and I can't I this might be the hardest fuck this is like picking between Mega Man 3 and Mario 3 I'm so I'm fucking sorry Tony but it's WWF No Mercy I have to give it to WWF No Mercy I I do think as a whole in the general gaming community Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 would be the game of the year that year I just have too many fond memories and too much time spent with WWF No Mercy to not give it my game of the year for that year. It's one of the most special games of my life. Just the memories I have of playing it with my friends. I got it. No, no mercy. But fuck, Tony Hawk. Oh, that sucks that they're in the same year. Fuck me. Um, 2001 wasn't nearly as hard for me. 
as 2000 because now we're kind of entering a new um, era. We have the PS2, the original Xbox is out, the GameCube. Now we have more to play with. 2001, yeah, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Final Fantasy X, spoiler, neither of them is even a contender. Jack and Daxter, which I fucking love, that's not a contender. Super Smash Bros. Melee, my runner-up, great game. But this was one of the easier ones that I had to pick. And my 2001 game of the year is Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox. I'm an Xbox fan. It all started with Halo. I played so much of this game, just like so many of you did. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved, easily my 2001 game of the year. Now, 2002, this was when I really started realizing, again, I'm really missing out on a lot of games. I was 19 years old in 2002. I was 18 going on 19 in 02. Uh, which, and if you don't know, in, this, in, in the States, in Alberta, the legal drinking age is 18. So I was, this was like my bar hopping years. I was missing out on a lot of games. And honestly, I worked my way through the list. And the only games I even have to be a contender to be my game of the year for this year are Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime, and Super Mario Sunshine. Um, it's not going to be Vice City. It's not going to be Mario Sunshine. I think Mario Prime is fine. Or pardon me, Metroid Prime is fine. But uh, yeah. My, my 2002 Game of the Year trophy goes to Metroid Fusion. And I only played that a few months ago. Otherwise, probably would have gone to... I mean, I'm not, I'm not in love with Vice City, Sunshine, or Prime. Maybe Sunshine. But it doesn't matter. Sorry, I just I take another drink of my beer there. It's hot here. Uh, doesn't matter because luckily I did play Metroid Fusion since then. And Metroid Fusion uh, for the GBA is easily my 2002 game of the year. 2003, I just want to state for the record, I have no doubt in my mind, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance would be my game of the year for 2003 had I played it. But as of now, I haven't played it, so it's not technically eligible. But I know it's eventually going to be. There's still some great games in here, though. 2003, Def Jam Vendetta, F-Zero GX, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Mario Kart Double Dash, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. That's one thing I realized doing this podcast too is that my I'm starting to not only am I missing out on a lot of games, but I'm patching a lot of holes in my gaming resume too. Because Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was a big one. And to me, 2003 comes down to Double Dash, Wind Waker, and KOTOR. And I could argue for any of them depending on my mood. Mm, I think I think I'm gonna give it to Double Dash though. It may technically be the worst of those three games, but I just played so much of it. I I, I have argued to the death that I defend Double Dash. I think they should bring back the the dual driver mechanic, and I have a lot of good memories of playing it with my friends. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Mario Kart Double Dash for 2003. But but honorable list of honorable mentions to Kotor and uh, Wind Waker because those games are dope. Uh, 2004. Now here's the thing. I'm starting to realize the list of releases is getting a lot longer now. Like, honestly, it probably took me less time to do 85 to, to 2003 than it did for me to take 2004 on like substantially less time because now the list of games is just getting so much longer. So my contenders for 2004 are Paper Mario, the thousand year door, Spider-Man two, which I don't even fuck what anyone says. That's a really good game. Halo two, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, as soon as I saw San Andreas in the G's and Halo 2 in the H's, I knew it was going to be a two-horse race. Paper Mario and Spider-Man are awesome, but Halo and San Andreas are... They're right there. And Halo would have been a lock until I played San Andreas not too long ago, and, and it was the first GTA game that ever really tickled my fancy and scratched me the right way, and I really liked it. But 
I mad respect to San Andreas, but I gotta give it to Halo Two. I mean, the hype. I remember the hype around Halo Two, and then all of me and my friends at work getting it like the day it came out. We all played it. We were all talking about it, and just that was a really special game. So, yeah, uh, Halo Two is my 2004 game of the year. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. 2005 check this out man uh doom 3 for the xbox half-life 2 for on xbox super mario strikers ultimate spider-man those are all good games and i thought it was going to be a two-horse race between doom 3 and half-life i was thinking like this is probably what it's going to come down to but then a little game called resident evil 4 popped up and at that point this is one of those years that i didn't really struggle with this Slam dunk for me. I think that Doom 3, Half-Life, and especially Super Mario Strikers, fucking great game. Resident Evil 4 is a contender for like my top five games of all time list. I adore that game. Easily my game of the year for 05 uh, is uh, Resident Evil 4 for the GameCube. God, I love that game. Uh, 2006 was easy. Honestly, this might have been the easiest one of the more modern years. The only games that really even came up on, the, on my radar were Bully, Fight Night Round 3, and Gears of War. I didn't have to think about it. My 2006 game of the year is Gears of War. I've talked about it a million times, how special that game is to me. I love that game. 2007, shit gets a lot tougher. Listen to this. Halo 3, Mario Strikers Charged, Mass Effect, Super Mario Galaxy, Bioshock, Rock Band in 2007. Fuck. I mean, Strikers Charged is out. The original Mass Effect is out. I like Mass Effect 2 a lot better. But like... Halo 3, Bioshock, Mario Galaxy, and Rock Band. I have memories, tons of memories of playing all four of those games. I adore Halo 3's campaign. I have so much fun playing Rock Band with my friends. I think Bioshock's atmosphere is incredible, but... Yeah, I mean, Mario Galaxy is just... (laughs) I know I'm a Mario homer, but even by Mario, like... Take the Mario rose-cut-tinted glasses off. Mario Galaxy is a masterpiece, so... Yeah, my 2007 game of the year. I love a lot of those games, but it's got to be Mario Galaxy. Uh, Now, 2008. This might be the best year for me, at least as far as games I love, since the SNES, that 94 to 96 era. 
Listen, listen to these contenders. Dead Space. Fallout 3. Gears of War 2. Left 4 Dead. Mega Man 9. And GTA 4 came out that year. Now, I didn't play a lot of GTA 4. It's not a contender for me, but I know it is a big deal to a lot of people. But listen to the, like, Gears 2, Fallout 3, Dead Space, Left 4 Dead, Mega Man 9. How do I pick? Fuck. You know what? Mm. I would love to give this title to Mega Man 9. But I think I'm, I think I got to give it to Left 4 Dead. Because I, I had never been into online gaming. And Left 4 Dead is one of the incredibly rare exceptions to that rule where it just, I hooked up and it, it tickled me the right way and I loved it. God, I played so much Left 4 Dead. So I, uh, fuck, I hate to leave Gears 2 or Dead Space or Mega Man 9 off the list, but yeah, Left 4 Dead, 2008 game of the year. That's a great fucking year. That easily the best year for me since the Super Nintendo. Fucking so good. Uh, now 2009, now indies are slowly starting to make their way into the conversation to go with all these. Listen to this list. Batman Arkham Asylum, Halo 3 ODST, Infamous, Left 4 Dead 2, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Uncharted 2, and Splosion Man. And I know, like, I'm know i not going to give Splosion Man my title, but if you never played that, that was one of the first little like indie, it was Xbox Live Arcade or whatever, like one of the first smaller indie games I played that I fucking, I love Splosion Man. But I, um, I didn't... Mm. I'm a little shocked by this, but I think I got to go with Batman Arkham Asylum. Like, that's just one of those games I never think of when I think of the, my favorite games ever. But, like, that's a fucking... That was the best superhero game ever made up until that point was Batman Arkham Asylum. That game is... There's no one that can... If you don't like that game, I don't understand you. Like, that game is so good. So, Arkham Asylum, 2009 Game of the Year. 2010, uh, the list is short but sweet. Halo Reach, Mass Effect 2... Mega Man 10, Mario Galaxy 2. Um, all due respect to Mega Man and Halo, this it comes down to Mario Galaxy 2 and Mass Effect 2 to me. And the thing is, is I like Mario Galaxy 1 a little more than Mario Galaxy 2, and I like Mass Effect 2 a lot more than I like Mass Effect 1. So for that reason, I'm going to give my 2010 game of the year to Mass Effect 2. I That's a... God, fuck. I have no interest in replaying that trilogy, but I do have some interest in replaying Mass Effect 2. God, I love that game. Uh, 2011, for the record, the lists are fairly... St- 2012 is a little slow. Most of the rest of the years are pretty good moving forward now. 2011, Gears of War 3, Batman Arkham City, Dead Space 2, Super Mario 3D Land, Skyrim, and Minecraft. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh, that game sucks. It's for babies. That game makes no sense. You just need to pull the stick out of your ass and have some fun. My 2011 game of the year, and it's it's easy despite the stiff competition, is Minecraft. I, it's fucking video game Lego. I, it's, I, to this day, I just don't play it because I know I'm going to get addicted to it again. But I fucking love Minecraft. Uh, now, in comparison to that list, 2012 was not great. Um... I looked around to see if I missed anything. Nothing jumped out at me. The only games that really popped out were Mass Effect 3, New Super Mario Bros. U, and Far Cry 3 for 2012. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really have to think about it. It was Far Cry 3. Not That was not a great year for me for new games. I, nothing there jumped out. Compared to 2013, 2012, Far Cry 3, uh, almost, almost by default. Almost. Yeah, no. Yeah, not really even a competition. Far Cry 3. Now listen to 2013. Keep in mind, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013, and that's not on my list. 
because I'm not really a big GTA guy. But aside from Grand Theft Auto Fine, pardon me, Grand Theft Auto Five, listen, Last of Us, Animal Crossing New Leaf, Bioshock Infinite, Pokemon X and Y, The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, like, it kind of comes down to Fire Emblem Awakening, Link Between Worlds, and Last of Us. But I mean... It's like it's Last of Us. Of course, 2013 is Last of Us. But I will like if you were to plug the Fire Emblem Awakening or The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds into most other years, they would probably win. It's just Last of Us is one of the greatest video games ever made, in my opinion. So that's my 2013 game of the year. Uh, 2014, it's there, it was this one's this was one of those ones that was like a layup. I really didn't have to think about. Honorable mentions to Dragon Age Inquisition, which I thought was it's the only Dragon Age game I've played, and I loved Inquisition. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, awesome game. Infamous Second Son, great game. Uh, but they're all runner-ups to the iconic Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. You all knew that was coming. Mario Kart 8 is the tits. That's I'm not gonna lock it in and pen as my second favorite game ever after Super Mario World. Pretty fucking close though. Uh 2015, you have Fallout 4. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Splatoon, Witcher 3, Ori and the Blind Forest. I like all of those games a lot. This one came down to Ori and the Blind Forest and Splatoon for me. And um, I'm going to go with Splatoon because as much as I like Ori and the Blind Forest, you beat it and you're kind of done. I played a ton of fucking Splatoon on my original, on my Wii U. I loved that game. So yeah, yeah. It's not even that close. I like Ori a lot, but yeah, my 2015 game of the year is, is Splatoon. Kind of a layup. Uh, 2016 wasn't that hard. Gears of War 4, which honestly is probably one of my least favorite Gears games. Overwatch, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted 4, and Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, and to me, it comes down to Uncharted and Overwatch, and I'm going to give it to Overwatch because I actually used to be really into playing Overwatch. But I want to give a special shout out to Pokemon Go because I, when I was doing my homework for this episode, I didn't see that winning game of the year anywhere. And whether you like Pokemon or not, whether you like mobile games or not, I didn't get super into Pokemon Go, but I don't think the effect that, remember the summer of Pokemon Go and you couldn't do anything without fucking just seeing groups of people outside playing Pokemon Go. That was a big, that was a fucking worldwide phenomenon. So my pick is Overwatch. But I feel the need to give a special shout out to Pokemon Go because that was a big deal, that game. Now, 2017, this is uh, probably my favorite year since um, whatever year it was that I had such a hard on for. 2008. 2008 I thought was great. 2017 was the year of the Switch. It came out fucking Cuphead, Hollow Knight, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Resident Evil 7, Splatoon 2. That is seven monster fucking games. I think objectively it has to come down to Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. I have mad love for Hollow Knight. I didn't play it until 2018, um, but it's I know it's a 2017 game. Uh, and I think Resident Evil 7 is fucking awesome. I'm not going to give it to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because Mario Kart 8's already won my game of the year. It comes down to Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and I just I got I'm giving it to Mario Odyssey because I liked Mario Odyssey more than Breath of the Wild. But 
that Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are two of the greatest video games ever made, and they came out the same year. That's fucking full. Nintendo was firing in 2017, which I think is why the Switch is doing so well even to this year, um, because of that launch year for them. 2018, uh, Celeste and the Messenger for Indies, Spider-Man on the PS4, God of War on the PS4, Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch, and then Red Dead Redemption 2 is in there. I haven't really played a lot of Red Dead, so it won a lot of Game of the Years. It's not mine. Um... I originally in 2018 said my game of the year was Hollow Knight because I really fell in love with Hollow Knight, but I'm not technically allowed to give it to it because it did come out in 2017. And now that I've played God of War, I I don't know how I don't give the title to God of War. So 2018 uh, goes to, for what my money is probably the best PS4 game in the entire library, and that is God of War. That game is fucking incredible. Uh, 2019 at this point I'm doing remember the game some of you might already know what my game of the year from 2019 was because I did say it on the podcast back in the day but the contenders are Pokemon Sword and Shield which I like a lot I don't care what people say that hate on it Slay the Spire the unofficial official game of remember the game industries Gears 5 which is awesome um, and Fire Emblem Three Houses and I like all four of these games a lot Slay the Spire uh, I want to, I, I'm going to, I used to say Fire Emblem Three Houses was my game of the year for that year. And I remember I was on tour for comedy for three weeks when Three Houses came out and I basically just played it all day and then went to my comedy shows at night. So as much as I love Slay the Spire and Slay the Spire, I would rank higher in my favorite games ever than Fire Emblem Three Houses would. I'm going to give my 2019 game of the year to Fire Emblem. Just that was that game was a really big special episode game for me in 2019. So, but God, man, love to slay the spire. And then that brings us to 2020. We did an episode on this a few months ago. My personal runner-ups for game of the year for 2020 were Doom Eternal, Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. But my 2020 game of the year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've talked about that ad nauseum. And uh, that brings us to this year, 2021. And I don't think I, I don't think it's fair to even try to pick a game of the year for 2021 yet when we're only six months into the year. And we know that the back half of this year is loaded with so many big games. Deathloop is a contender for me. Metroid Dread is a contender for me. Back for Blood is a contender for me. Halo Infinite is going to be awesome. Um, as of now, my 2021 game of the year is Returnal. Uh, I don't think it's going to make, it's not going to run the, it's not going to run. It's not going to go wire to wire. It's, it's, I would be, I hope it doesn't frankly, because as much as I like Returnal, that would mean all these games I'm excited about in the fall, let me down. So right now it's Returnal, but we'll see when the year is over, whether or not I managed to hold on to that title. Holy cow. Now this is why I didn't read any comments. This was almost an hour long and I ripped through every year from 85 to 2021. And I'm telling you, seriously, this was maybe my favorite episode of expansion pass I've ever done. At least as far as a research perspective going back and looking at every year and just seeing where like we went from mario brothers on the nes to some of those lists of listen to like listen, even 2020 doom eternal ghost of tsushima last of us part 2 final fantasy 7 remake those are all masterpieces and it's those are 35 years from super mario brothers to see how much the industry has grown in 35 years is wild and um it also highlighted a couple of big years for me 94 to 96 were fucking just straight fire and 2008 was a was a beast of a fucking year. Um, and I think we're setting up. I think 2022 will compete with those years if all the games that are scheduled to come out come out and live up to, to snuff. I think that it'll compete. 
it's going to be special. So, um, yeah, we may look back at some individual years down the road. I'm going to keep this list. It was a lot of homework, but it was a lot of fun to look at these. And now I kind of have an idea of what years I would like to dive into and dedicate a full episode of Expansion Pass to. But uh, shout out to all of you that voted for this topic. Uh, my sincere apologies for not being able to remember who suggested it, but great fucking suggestion. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Stay cool. Look after each other if you're out there in this heat wave. Make sure nobody fucking bakes. Take care of your dogs. Make sure they have lots of water. Don't If you leave your dog in a fucking car, uh, you should be shot. Uh, and then left in a fucking car to die if you leave your dog in a car in this heat. And I say that, and I don't even know. I'm going to stand by that. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. But I know that's none of you because hot dogs are smarter than that. Hot dogs don't like hot dogs. Yeah, huh? Huh? You spent $2 on this. Cheers. Thanks again for listening. You can find a full list of every episode of Expansion Pass in the archives at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Our subscriptions start at 2 bucks a month. We offer annual subs that'll save you a month's fees. And 5% of our Patreon income is donated to Extra Life for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Hundreds of extra podcasts, access to our Discord, the ability to write into the shows, help pick the games we play and cover on the podcast, a shout-out, and more. Patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Thanks. Cheers whatever.